the Ponzi Scheme of Podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is Best Stare! <laughs> With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who is joining us tonight? Tonight, we've got Jared Formby. <laughs> Paul Kowalski. I can't follow that up with anything. And Roger Breton. Hello, everybody. So here is how we do this. We have 32 of the scariest moments in all geekdom. We set them up in tournament-style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against the other, put it to a vote. Winner moves on to the next round, where it all begins again until something is crowned the best scare. Uh, as always, you determine the criteria uh, to choose the winner of each match. Uh, what scared you? It could scare you now. Maybe it scared you as a kid. But uh, at some point in time, these moments will make you piss your pants in fear. Uh, so any reasoning you want, just as long as it supports your choice and makes sense to you, that's what we call geek logic. It's the heart of every geek fight. And let's start fighting. Uh, Jared, this fight is yours. It is the bag starts writhing in audition. That's when the bag is just sitting there. And it starts writhing, and she just keeps staring at it with that blank stare. Versus the alien ch chestburster. Oh, okay. Um, for me, this one kind of boils down to which is spookier. The idea that um, an Asian horror film called Audition could possibly be remade by Tom Cruise. or the really awesomeness of the alien bursting out of John Hurt's chest and the red blood spattering the girl with the blonde curls. So I'm going to go with alien on this. Uh, vote for alien. Mike. Uh, on our last episode, uh, I believe I mentioned this. I've mentioned it uh, last year during a uh, scariest movie. Um, but Alien was a movie that I went to when I was supposed to go see Superman the movie when I was a young kid. Um, did not know what Alien was. My dad didn't pay attention to the fact that it was rated R. We just thought it was a science fiction movie. And for a good part of the movie, it is a science fiction movie. Um, there's a little hint of it, you know, when the face hugger, you know, jumps on the guy. But this was the moment that all of a sudden you realized, oh, this is a horror movie. Um, and that was one of the scariest moments of my life. So, Alien Chestburster. Another vote for Alien Chestburster. Uh, Paul? Well, I, uh, I I get where Jared's going about uh, the Tom Cruise aspect, but I cannot fault an original uh, for who decided to remake it. Um, I'm probably swimming against the tide with this one, but going the entirety of the scene in Audition, where the guy basically says, well, I hope she's not waiting for me to call. And it cuts to her literally sitting in her barren apartment staring at a phone. And then all of a sudden, the sack in the corner starts jumping around, letting you know there's a guy in it. it you didn't know it was coming, as opposed to the chestburster. I, I know there, there's a lot more lead up to that. So as far as scare, I think Audition should move on. Uh, vote for Audition. Uh, the tide was flowing that way. You are right. Alien Chestburster gets love. It usually does. 
Uh, but I am a fan of a- Asian horror films for one reason, one reason only. The people who get fucked up and killed and raped and murdered in Asian horror films do not deserve to die. They are generally nice people that end up in a fucked up situation. And the bag starts writhing is a fucked up situation. Uh, I would hate to be in that scenario. And you don't, and she's such a nice girl. At least that's what you think until, uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with audition. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Roger, on your first episode, your first fight. You get to decide it. Outstanding. Um, all right. The, the only problem with the audition thing is that everything I know about Asian horror movies requires uh, there to be a ghost woman with really bad hair involved. And I didn't see any of that in audition. Bag was disturbing, but I didn't see that. Whereas the alien chestburster is absolute confirmation that a spidery thing just made sweet, sweet love to somebody's face. So I gotta go with the alien chestburster on that alone. And the alien chestburster takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. Uh, it is Jacob's girlfriend having demon teeth while they're arguing in Jacob's ladder versus uh, a possessed pretty-ass Linda Blair in The Exorcist. I I don't actually remember that scene in Jacob's Ladder. There were a lot of, of things that I thought were scary in that movie, a lot of shots that were scary in that movie. Um, I don't actually remember this particular one in question, but uh, I do remember and will always remember the look of that freaky-ass possessed child, especially when her eyes like go white and she floats up off the bed. You know, even that very first time you, you see her in that makeup, uh, that was scary shit. The Exorcist. I've I've always said I thought it was the scariest movie of all time. For me, no, nothing has scared me as a whole more than that movie, and uh, a lot of it's due to Linda Blair. Uh, vote for Linda Blair being possessed, Paul. Well, I like Linda Blair being possessed. I mean, it's definitely scary, but the thing about Jake, for lack of a better framing of it, Exorcist sort of telegraphed its punch. You knew what was sort of going on when you bought your ticket. Jacob's Ladder, you really didn't know what you were wading into. And the scene where he's arguing with his girlfriend, um, which I believe precedes the scene where they're at the party and he, she suddenly grows a tail and she's being accosted by a demon of some sort and she just runs up into the camera and you get like a full 40 foot wide frame of these tiny little teeth going like what's wrong with you i mean that that'll that'll get you to jump out of your seat i'm going with jacob's ladder uh vote for jacob's ladder um possessed children or uh, children in almost any horror film are, are, are scary to me because why the fuck would you let a kid be in a horror film and uh, possess Linda Blair? It's pretty scary. So I'm going to go with that. Roger. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to agree. There's uh, there's nothing quite as disturbing as that kid fully done up. And yeah, that was just wrong. I'm going to have to go with the possessed kid in The Exorcist. And Jared. Oh, okay. I, uh, I see the Jacob's Ladder is going down here, um, and it's funny. I mean, I'm like, Mike, I, I also don't remember that exact moment, the moment that's up for it, but uh, I do remember the party, and, of course, the party, see, Paul's referencing, like, oh, everybody remembers the party. Yes, I remember the party. The party, that one was scarier to me than this other thing I can't remember, 
And uh, I'm going to go ahead and vote for uh, Jacob's Ladder ahead of The Exorcist anyway, because I haven't seen The Exorcist recently. I have seen a lot of Exorcist sequels, and no one has really wanted to try to trump that or somehow beat that. It's just like everybody holds back with their possessed people in these Exorcist sequels. So for that, I think The Exorcist should go down. Uh, vote for Jacob Slatter, but the exorcist and possessed Linda Blair is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Paul, this one is yours. It's Raptors being able to turn doorknobs from Jurassic Park versus get down here, jump some of this shit from Jaws. As much as I love the suddenly realization that lizards can turn doorknobs without thumbs, um, you don't get much more iconic than uh, the cigarette shopping sheriff, or uh, sheriff, whatever, chief throwing fish guts overboard, <laughs> and suddenly a 30-foot shark jumps out of the water. Um, you spent like an hour and a half, two hours of Jaws waiting to see that. That's got to go ahead, Jaws in a landslide. Uh, vote for Jaws. That's only one point. It's not a landslide yet. Because uh, I will be voting for Raptors turning doorknobs. Because Why do you I, hate sharks, Damon? I don't hate sharks. Uh, but that shit He just loves Raptors. I do. I love the fuck out of Raptors. And that scared the shit out of me. Because I'm sitting there rationally thinking, of course, when you go rationally thinking and talking about extinct animals, but I was sitting there going, well, just close the fucking door. They can't get through a door. I mean, maybe they can break it down and, oh, oh my god, they're turning the doorknob. Oh, shit, they can turn doorknobs. They're fucked. Like, that thing, that went through my head right then. They could, If Jaws can turn a door handle, they're fucked. But, well, but it was Raptors. And I'm gonna vote for the Raptors turning doorknobs. Uh, Roger. Uh, this is a tough one because you've You've got two bad design decisions. First, raptors couldn't turn doorknobs if they were round. They were those stick-out handle type, so they were pretty much begging for trouble, as opposed to a guy who's throwing chum in water, so you knew a shark was coming. However, the shark was much more impressive than the slowly turning doorknob. I, I, the whole thing, I kept expecting the raptor to cackle maniacally as it looked through the door, and it didn't happen, so... Somehow that just didn't work as well. I got to go with Jaws on that. Another vote for Jaws. Jared. I think that uh, you got a really good point there, um, Damon, as far as the setup for the rapper thing. And I think that is the formula for any really good scare, I think, is luring the audience into believing that they're safe and then, like, somehow changing the rules. But what's so funny is that the Jaws team is doing the same thing. Well, instead of a, uh, a closed door... It's their own boredom that has impacted them. I mean, chasing the shark down has become less serious at this point. And it's like the shark might not even show up anyway. And so when it does show up, it is impressive. And it does prompt the line, we're going to need a bigger boat. So Jaws. Uh, vote for Jaws and Mike. You know, this, this is a very interesting matchup. These are both Steven Spielberg movies. Uh, beginning of his career and really kind of at his peak. I mean, wasn't this the same year that Schindler's List came out? Jurassic Park? Around that time. I don't yep. know. Um, so it's two very different Spielbergs. Both kind of dealing with, with sort of inverse problems. With, with Jaws, the shark didn't work. Um, they could not get the mechanical shark to work. 
in, in the way that they had wanted. So they had to shoot around it a lot more. So you don't see it, I think, as much as they had originally intended. Uh, at least that's the, the urban legend that's grown up around the movie. I think that's the way it goes. Who knows? It's, it's a great story, even if it isn't true. So the, the suspense that's built, uh, a lot of it was due to the technological limitations. When you get to Jurassic Park, you have the opposite. All of a sudden, he has the ability to show anything, and he does to great success. That that Tyrannosaurus scene is a great scene that only works because you really see this giant, you know, Stick monster to the chasing after Stick you. to the raptors. But the raptors, I think, were kind of less impressive than that. And, you know, I, I do think you, you kind of, you knew that they weren't safe because you know how long the movie is. I mean, there's really a lot of, of things in that scene because you're kind of at the end that just don't pay off as well. But just that quick flash of the shark, that just kicked ass. So, the shark. Uh, vote for Get Down Here and Chum Some of This Shit. Um, and that moves on, and we are on to our next fight. It is the clown from Poker, guys. It's that little clown doll that was fucked up. Versus Sam Jackson's death in Deep Blue Sea. Uh, this is where I will vote for the shark. Because while it was some, it was shocking and it was scary, it's also one of the funniest moments in movie history. Because he's, he's laying down the gauntlet. We're going to get out of here. It's going to be all right. We're going to be safe. And then chomp. And it's out of nowhere. You're like, what the? And, and then you start laughing because it is funny. Oh wait, you know what? I was gonna. I'm gonna vote for it. I'm gonna vote for the shark here, uh, even though I think the clown is just a little bit more fucked up and scary. Uh, Roger, so I'm I'm principal. I've got to go with the clown for the exact reason you just said. When I saw Sam Jackson get eaten by a shark, my immediate reaction was to laugh out loud. And I'm afraid I can't go with that for best scare. So it's got to be the clown. Oh, vote for the clown, Jared. I'm going to go ahead and wait for uh, dear listeners to go to YouTube and type Poltergeist Clown in and check that out. And then, uh, and then I'll uh, discuss. No, no, I, I, the, uh, I got to go with the clown and Poltergeist because that, that shit is fucked up. It's scary. It's a good scare. Makes you jump and it'll make you jump on YouTube. I'm going with that. I'll vote for the clown. Mike. Uh, the, the clown is really really scary shit but i'm gonna vote for deep blue sea i put it on here uh primarily because of the samuel jackson beer commercial on chappelle show when he says did you see deep blue sea the shark ate me a vote for sam jackson's death in deep blue sea uh it is all tied up and it comes down to you paul (laughs) well you know the only thing they got chewed more than Sam Jackson in that scene was Sam Jackson uh, chewing the scenery in that scene. Um, and it came off more, I, yeah, semi-unexpected, but more slapstick. When it comes down to what's scarier, a clown strangling you under the bed sort of trumps everything. So I say the clown has got to move on. And the clown takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Roger, this one is yours. It is Leatherface hitting a guy with a hammer from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus the T-800. Just keep on coming. He gets chopped, and he actually gets blown up, and you think it's over, and then he starts moving again. 
right, I'm going to go with Mike Logic back for Aliens on this one. Leatherface hitting the guy with a hammer, you knew you were watching a horror movie. But Terminator, when that thing kept getting up and moving, it got more and more like a horror movie. That was scary as hell. So I got to go with Terminator. A vote for Terminator. Jared. Oh, man. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably my very favorite um, slasher film. And, uh, of course, the, the moment that we have in front of us is, is, a, is a great one. But um, this is the little kid in me, like, discussing the fact that we saw a traditional movie ending in The Terminator, where the guy heroically sacrifices himself to ensure she'll be okay, and actually none of that's going to happen, because the thing sits up while she's cradling his dead body, and she's still having to fight for her life. That was a great scare, and I'm going to go with Terminator. Uh, vote for the Terminator. Mike? Yeah, I mean, there's... It, it, I, I want to vote for uh, Leatherface because certainly as, as a character, uh, it, it's it's an iconic horror character, much more so than I think the Terminator, who I still think of more as a science fiction character. But uh, like like everybody says, I mean, that's that was a horror movie trope, a horror movie moment in this movie. And I think that's one of the things that made uh, Terminator a, a great movie is it took elements from other genre. And the way that the second one is basically an action movie grafted on, there's a lot more horror in the Terminator. I think Arnold is much scarier than the T-1000. Um, and, and that ending is, you know, the, the classic ending of the, the, you know, Michael Myers or, or Freddie or whoever, or uh, Jason, whoever comes back. But here it makes sense because it's an indestructible robot. It's not just some freaky boogeyman. So it's, its own logic still works, uh, in a science fiction sense in what's really a very horror movie scene. So Terminator. Another vote for the Terminator. Paul. Well, the, the whole notion of the Terminator was that he's an unstoppable machine. And you sort of got to the end, and you're like, wow, he's still an unstoppable machine. As opposed to the point in the story when the uh, when Leatherface jumped the guy as he's coming to that farmhouse. You, you knew you were seeing a horror movie, but you really didn't know what you were getting into at that point. And I think the, the hammer shot and then dragging him in and the slamming that steel door. Definitely, I think it was more of a jump than the Terminator. You know, the going Harryhausen out of the uh, metal press. So uh, I, I, my vote's got to go to term, uh, Leatherface. A vote for Leatherface. Um, I will very quickly vote for the Terminator, say more things about him in the next round. Terminator is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Jarrett, this one is yours. It is the bedroom door slamming, a bunch of shit being broken outside of the bedroom door, uh, and, and then them going out and investigating it in paranormal activity versus... Behind Winkies, there is no one alive. Or what is it? Behind no, going behind Winkies to see if there was anyone alive in Mulholland Drive. <laughs> that was a that's a beautiful description of that scene. Um, I'm going to have to say that I've not seen Paranormal Activity, and I know I'm in the minority of of most of the people in the universe. But I did see the trailer, and I saw people reacting to that scene, and they they jumped. Man, they were scared out of their mind. I got to go with Winkies, though, because Winkies 
I mean, I'm going to go ahead and just say probably whatever it was up against, I would probably be voting for this scene because it in itself is so perfect. You listen to this guy, like, discuss this dream he had with another person, and the dream he describes starts to unfold, and it all culminates into the idea that there's this guy behind this Denny's knockoff restaurant that they're hanging out in, and this guy has this terrible face. So you've already got, like, this whole idea of what could be back there, but no, it couldn't really be back there. They go back there, and it's back there. That was awesome. I'm voting Mulholland Drive. Uh, vote for Mulholland Drive. Mike? Uh, I did not see Paranormal Activity, so you're not in the minority there. Uh, but I also did not see Mulholland Drive. So I really have no idea what either of these are. Uh, Jared's description of Mulholland Drive scene sounds much more interesting than a door slamming. I think I think you don't need to describe it. I know what the movie's about. Door slamming. I think I get it. Uh, but I'll vote for Winkies. I'll vote for Winkies. Paul. Well, I'm a big David Lynch fan, and I think his his brand of Twisted is way. It just penetrates further. It's for like what's scaring you mentally than uh, just uh, something that makes you jump like a slamming door. So uh, Lynch moves on as far as I'm concerned. Mulholland Drive. I'll vote for Mulholland Drive. I will be voting for Paranormal Activity. That movie is nothing but scares. It has no plot. It has a story. If you pay any attention to the story, it's the stupidest story in the world. Hey, we're being haunted by shit. Uh, No, we're not. I'm not going to move. Fuck you. I, I know I just saw a bunch of shit that I've never seen before, and it's not actually physically possible. But me, as a boyfriend, I'm going to stay in this house because it makes sense in my head. No, like, it's a completely stupid movie, but the scares in it are amazing. And the, the, the door slam, they, they, they're just filming the bedroom, and you're just watching the bedroom, watching the bedroom. And you can see out into the hallway. And then out of nowhere, the door slams as loud as it can. Then you hear a bunch of crashing outside. And then they, you know, they, they, they can't get out. The door won't open. And then the door opens. They go out and investigate what happens. And all they find is a bunch of broken shit, the, uh, um, a, gla- a picture frame of the boyfriend. It's broken and it's scratched. It, uh, it's so much fun. I'm going to vote for it, even though it's going to be going down here. Uh, Roger. Um, I've actually seen Paranormal Activity and not Mahalo Drive. I've seen the scene in question, but not Mahalo Drive. Um, I, I liked Paranormal Activity. It was a scary movie, but honestly, I spent most of it wanting something to kill the boyfriend because he wouldn't listen. <clears throat> so I just can't side with that because it was just too irritating. The Mahalo Drive thing was as disturbing as it could be. It's like Jared said, it was like watching somebody live a nightmare. So got to be Mulholland Drive. And Mulholland Drive takes the win. We are on to our next <laughs> fight. Mike, this one is yours. <laughs> um, uh, your girlfriend misses her period versus Bob was in Laura's room uh, or what's her name? Saw Bob in Laura's room in Twin Peaks. Um, I, I got to tell you that shot of Bob, uh, especially when he, he starts to like crawl out. He was like net crouching down and just sort of, like, crawls up, like, over the bed. Um, I actually kind of get little flashes of that sometimes. 
and it scared the shit out of me. And actually, while we've been doing this, and I started last round when I looked ahead, I'm like, oh, yeah, that scene. And I pictured the scene in his head. And now I actually do still keep picturing that freaky long-haired guy climbing over furniture in this room. And it's it's going to creep me out by the end of the night. So um, I'm going to vote for that because for some reason I have no idea why that that visual just burned itself into my brain and it still scares me. A vote for Bob. Paul. You know, the, the whole killer Bob thing creeping out from behind the day bed or whatever it was, that was one of my initial thoughts for my bids for the, uh, the candidates here, and I waylaid it for whatever reason. But um, looking back on it, especially with Mike's description of it, that's, that's the essence of creep, and it sort of goes back with my, my affinity for David Lynch. So uh, give it to Killer Bob. A vote for Killer Bob. Um, I'll just quickly go Killer Bob. <laughs> Roger. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to side with you guys on the basis of there's nothing best about the other options. So, yeah, Killer Bob. Uh, Jared, is it a clean sweep? It is a clean sweep because moms are hot. <laughs> and Killer Bob moves on. Well, into Laura's room, staring, doing evil things. <laughs> into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Uh, it is a uh, unknown fight. Karen picked both unknowns this week because Jared's on the episode. <clears throat> it is the Inside Out Chimp uh, exploding and hitting the window uh, in the pod in the fly versus Karen's pick, which is a different kind of scare. It's when a bug crawls into your ear. Or at least it feels like a bug crawls into your ear. You're just sitting there doing nothing. And then, oh, my God, what the fuck is that? So uh, that, that's what it is. Paul, go ahead. <laughs> Inside out chimp trump bugs. Seven days out of seven. <laughs> Give it to the chimp. A vote for the chimp. You, you know you would say that, but uh, real life scares are, are, are a little bit a little bit more hardcore for me. Because I can watch the chimp scene and I, I, I I've ne- it's never scared me. It has never ever scared me. Because you know it's got the swelling music, the jump. It, it's all there, but it, it just never really got me. But there have been many a time when I was sitting outside on the ground, looking up at the sky, and all of a sudden I feel something on my ear. I'm like, ah! Or I'm laying in my bed, even though there is no bugs in my room, laying on my bed, and all of a sudden I feel something crawling in my ear. Oh, my God. So uh, that that freaks me out a little bit more. Uh, Roger. Yeah, the the inside-out chimp, while disturbing, just can't compare with the idea that something's trying to lay eggs in your ear when you're napping or whatever. So, yeah, I'm going to have to give it to the bug on that one. A vote for bugs crawling into your ear. Uh, Jared. Oh, well, the the real-life scare here is, I mean, it's really, really good. And and this is the kind of scare that would have gotten to me when I was, like, very young. Um, Before I learned about, like, all the defenses our human ear has against this becoming a real problem for us. So, I mean, I've always kind of had that confidence ever since I found out that our ear actually isn't the strange orifice which things can crawl into and, you know, kind of rock us out like Star Trek 2. So I'm going to go with The Chimp because I love the movie The Fly. I think The Fly gets a lot of unlove on the geek fights, and I think it should go through at least one round in its existence, and I'm nominating The Chimp for that, The Fly. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. 
Which one do you vote for? Uh, I'm voting for the fly. Uh, reason number one, I actually am not scared when these things, it's more irritating when something flies in my ear. And like, cause I know that it's not, I mean, the only bugs that really are going to bite are probably not going to be going into your ear. Um, I've, I'm more scared of a bug crawling on me than flying at me. Uh, flying is really just kind of irritating. And secondly, it is a basic geek fights rule. I think that, uh, anything with a monkey or chimp beats almost anything else, especially a bug. So the, the monkey and the fly. Uh, the monkey and the fly. I like how the interpretation of bug crawls into your ear kept changing. <laughs> it was flies into your ear, crawling, but anyway, inside out chimp wins. We are on to our next fight. Uh, it is Jason, uh, <laughs> drowned, mentally handicapped Jason jumps out of the lake at the end of Friday the 13th versus the shower scene in Psycho. Um, I think, <sighs> The shower scene is actually a better scare. It's kind of a classic scare. But Jason jumping out. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going shower scene. Uh, Roger. Yeah, the, the Jason jumping out of the lake. Kind of, I don't want to say you see it coming, but it's kind of a thing you expect from movies. That shower scene was just hard to watch and makes it hard to like fully shampoo your hair and let it get in your eyes for too long. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the shower scene. Another vote for the shower scene. Jared. It's funny. Uh, I was talking about um, Psycho with um, John Champion on his show like a year ago. And uh, we both agreed that if we had time machines, the thing to do would be to go back in time to tell ourselves not to listen to anything about the movie Psycho because it would be so cool and so fresh to actually be present and not have that shower scene spoiled in any way because i think it's the most spoiled thing in the history of the universe and um and justifiably so because it is probably one of the biggest scariest moments um ever and probably set up the whole you know all the parameters for what we're talking about tonight so i'm going to go with psycho because it was the first uh vote for psycho mike um you know this is this is interesting because uh you know, Jared mentioned uh, having the, the shower scene spoiled, and not only was it spoiled, the first time I ever saw Psycho was in a film class where it was being dissected and analyzed. Um, so some of the the kick is taken out of the scene because it's it's so well known. I'm sure I had seen the, that particular scene many times before I actually saw the movie. And unfortunately with Jason, I I, I saw the first Friday the 13th, Long after the the series started, the, the second now this was yeah this was the first one. I think the third one was the first one I actually saw, so I didn't even see the second one. Um, so I knew what was coming. I knew, and that had been spoiled so many times. So both are great iconic scenes that have have been spoiled for me. But uh, Jason's is just a scare. It is just a jump. It is a moment, and there's a lot of scares in this list like that. And those have a lot of impact, but they lose the impact after the first viewing, at least for me. Scares that manipulate the mood and your emotions and, and stretch out a fear and get you to react, that's 
really scary for me. And and Psycho does that. Even even being spoiled, even being overanalyzed, even being watched in a clinical setting where they're literally dissecting the editing of it. Uh, all of that still works. So it's definitely Psycho. A uh, vote for Psycho. And Paul, is it a clean sweep? You know, I, I just have to, as, as much as I respect the shower scene in Psycho, I think that Friday the 13th needs to get its due in that, as, as iconic as Psycho was, the the fake credit roll sort of music that uh, Friday the 13th used in that scene, where you thought it was all over and then it wasn't. Psycho was in the basically the middle of the movie. You thought this was the end, and then they sort of turned it on its head, and then that spawned a million imitators. So on the virtue of that, uh, I'll give the token vote to Friday the 13th. A vote for Friday the 13th, but it was a token vote. The shower scene from Psycho is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Roger, this one is yours. It is Mike Myers melting out of the darkness to, like, attack somebody. I can't remember who it was. Versus the sloth guy being alive in seven. All right. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't seen Halloween. Uh, on the basis of I'm not a big fan of straight slasher movies. I'm more of a monster movie geek. The sloth guy being alive in seven scared the Jesus out of me. I went into seven thinking I was watching some kind of mystery movie or a suspense movie. And the further you got into it, the more it turned into a horror movie. But that was the turning moment. That was what the hell am I doing in the theater watching this movie right now? So it's got to go to seven for that. Uh, vote for seven. Jared. Um. That, that scene from Halloween is a, obviously a very big, very cool scene, and Halloween is a wonderful, wonderful slasher movie. I have so much admiration for it, but I, Seven has the edge because it was probably the one of the first times that I was up against one of these huge, iconic moments we're talking about when I was actually surrounded by an audience. So the audience reaction to that sound effect, that, that guy taking in that breath, that was just just stupendous to be a part of, and it did scare the crap out of me, too, so I'm going to go with seven. Uh, vote for the sloth guy being alive. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to vote for the sloth guy as well. I, I, I hate to. I really... How, how can Halloween not be moving on in this? But not only is that unexpected... I mean, everything that's been said so far, it was unexpected. It, it turned the movie. But, you know, Michael Myers coming out of the the darkness, he's scary. He's a, a, an unstoppable, un, you know, relentless killer. The the sloth guy being alive wasn't a particularly big threat. You just thought he was dead. And then he wasn't. And then you realize this is more freaky than I thought it was. Uh, so it's seven. Another vote for the sloth guy. Uh, Paul. You know, I, I like the sloth guy. I thought it was definitely it sort of pushes that story further over the edge. But as far as like the filmmaking of it, you had people jump and whatever else. I just thought the slow, you know, the, the sort of like a dimmer switch raising of the light that made him come out of nowhere. That was the sort of scare you didn't see. It wasn't sudden. It was almost subtle. And for that, I just thought it was creepier. So uh, again, token vote for Michael Myers. Uh, vote for Mike Myers. And um, 
I remember watching Seven with my father. Uh, I was an adult. He was an adult. And that scene, he was like, oh! Like, and, and anytime you watch your dad get scared by something, it, even as an adult, it's still scary as fuck. Like, holy shit! And, and it is a scary-ass moment. Uh, I love it to death, so I'm going to be voting for this sloth guy being alive. And we are on to our next fight. Uh, Jared, this one is yours. It is the fucked-up castration scare from Hard Candy versus uh, the hanging host from the Haunted Mansion. Okay. Um, I You know what? I have not seen Hard Candy, but uh, I decided to explore that movie a little bit in preparation for this conversation. And I'm um, kind of glad I did. I want to see it now, but that Ellen Page character is is uh, incredibly creepy and incredibly awesome, and uh, obviously has a lot going for her. And that um, that particular scene is a uh, pretty uh, gut wrenching um, through a YouTube translation. But uh, I'm going to go with the real life scare of the Haunted Mansion. Uh, vote for the Haunted Mansion, not the movie, not the movie, the actual Haunted Mansion at Disneyland or Disney World. Mike? Um, yeah, see, I wasn't sure. I thought this was that Eddie Murphy movie and really wondered why it was on the list. Uh, I'm gonna, I haven't seen Hard Candy, but I haven't been on that ride in probably 25. 527 years actually um and even though i haven't seen hard candy uh anything with castration i think would be scarier than a disney ride uh vote for castration paul uh, i i had when i saw hard candy i had I basically bought it on the basis of uh, what I saw on the back of the box of the video store. Um, for, for those who hadn't seen it, I'm not going to ruin anything, at least in the initial round. Hard candy, for sure. Uh, vote for hard candy. Um, I, I have been to uh, Disneyland within the last three years. I remember the hanging host. Um... But there, the, hard candy is 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 kind of a retelling of uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Only Little Red Riding Hood, it's fucked up in the head and fucks up the big bad wolf. And uh, the castration scene, she's just sitting there numbing it with ice, and then then she makes that first cut, and you see his face, and he's like, uh, "Oh shit, dude, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the castration scene." And Roger, I. It's fighting a losing fight, but I'm still going to stand by the Haunted Mansion just because that's always the moment where when the lights go out in that elevator, some jackass college student insists on screaming his lungs out, which is only amazing to the little kids who realize that this could actually be terrifying, which I was the first time I was in there. So I got to stick with the Haunted Mansion. Uh, vote for the Haunted Mansion, but castration is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. Uh, for those of us that are in our mid-30s to about the mid-20s, uh, all I have to say is Large Marge. I almost shouldn't say Pee-wee's Big Adventure, but I will. Uh, versus the defibrillator scene from The Thing. 
Uh, Large Marge was a, a great scare, and uh, he certainly, you know, was not not something you saw coming. Um, but you know, the biggest scare in, in Pee Wee's Big Adventure can't really compare to the biggest scare in the thing, or at least one of the biggest. I guess we'll find out. Um, and, and, I mean, I certainly did not see this scene coming, and, and any time someone's chest eats you, I think that's that's pretty scary. Uh, vote for the defibrillator, Paul. Well, I I love the thing, and of all the moments that I recall from the thing, I don't know if that defibrillator scene is like in the top two or three, but. I remember Large Marge every time I think of Phoebe's Big Adventure. So I I think Large Marge at least edges it in this round. Uh, vote for Large Marge. Uh, as I said before, if you're in the right age range, and, and Mike is obviously way older than almost all of us, he's way out of that age range, he saw Pee-wee's Big Adventure as a, a young adult teenager, and, and Large Marge was a scare, but you laughed it off. I, I was a grown-ass man when I saw that. Thank you. <laughs> but you laughed it off. You were like, oh, huh, oh, that was scary. <laughs> but as a little kid, that fucked with you for a very long time. That part of that movie, I couldn't watch that part until I was like 23 or 24. When I knew it was coming up, I would turn away. That's what I did. That scene was fucked up for me. So I have to vote for Large Marge here. Uh, ju- just by virtue of it scarring me slightly. So I'm going large march. Uh, Roger. Yeah, this is this is a little rougher than I expected because if I'm not mistaken, the defibrillator scene is what ends up with the crawling head spider. Is that correct? That is uh, correct. Is that where that leads? That, that's yes. a tough one, but I'm afraid Damon's got it right. I was about 10 when Pee Wee came out. That was the first like videotape that I continually rewound to that scene so I could watch it step by step where her face did that thing. Large Marge blew it out of the water. So I got to go with Kiwi. A vote for Large Marge and Jared. Um, the thing. A vote for the thing, but Large Marge is moving on. That's right. I said it. Large Marge moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Paul, this one is yours. It is when E.T. meets Elliot, or Elliot meets E.T. in E.T., versus the backwards head in Exorcist. I am a huge Exorcist fan, but the only problem with this scene is that things were already going south when she did the head spin. So it just sort of increased the creep factor, as opposed to that spot in E.T. where that just scared the hell out of every child in the theater. So, E.T. for sure. Uh, vote for E.T. Um, I've said it before on the show. I'll say it again. I, I was terrified of E.T. And, and it's because of this scene and this scene alone. I was way too young to see that movie. And that scene fucked me up for a very, very long time. So I'm going to be voting for Elliot meeting E.T. Roger. You know, I'm going to have to go with Exorcist for the same reason you just cited. I was way too young to see Exorcist, and I walked into a room, didn't know what I was watching, and watched that kid's head turn around backwards, and that stuck with me for a good five years. So I've got to go with Exorcist. 
that that was just so delightfully wrong. A vote for the exorcist. Jared. I'm going to have to go with E.T. too, because uh, I was also very young when this happened. And uh, I needed assurance, uh, whispered assurance from my mother that he's a good guy. <laughs> so I could continue watching that film. So I'm going to go with E.T. Uh, vote for E.T. and Mike. Um, see, I also was too old to be really scared by E.T. Uh, that was a good shock, a good scary moment. Um, but also, I when I saw The Exorcist, I didn't see that when it came out. I mean, I'm not that old, and my parents wouldn't have let me see that when I was that young. Um, so I didn't see that until I was in high school. And even though it, that movie is still the scariest thing ever, and, and later on I can talk about some other things uh, with, with the Exorcist entry on the other side of the bracket. Um, but by the time I saw that movie, um, when the head spun around, my reaction was, well, that looked fake. Even though, you know, other moments in the movie when she's just looking at me, it was scaring the piss out of me. But that particular moment never really got me because I think I was too, I knew too much about making movies and knew, oh, that's a sculpt that they put on a rotated thing and it doesn't really look that good. Um, so I'm going to go for Elliot uh, meets E.T. because at least, even though it didn't have any scarring effects and I mostly laughed afterwards, it did make me jump. Uh, vote for Elliot meeting E.T. And Elliot meeting E.T. moving on. On to our next fight. It's a patient with head shears from Exorcist 3, which I don't remember Exorcist 3 at all, versus the Seti Eels from Seti Alpha 5. Oh, wait, no, this is Seti Alpha 6 from um, <laughs> The Wrath of Khan. And um, crazy person with head shears or the Seti Eels. That scene is fucked up. I think I'm going to go with the Seti Eels. Uh, Roger. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the Seti Eels too. That was really hard to watch. That thing crawl into his ear with blood coming down and yeah, definitely Seti Eels. Uh vote for Seti Eels. Jared. Whereas um Karen's real life scare with the bugs crawling in the ears um did not uh, beat the chimp. This uh is sort of the same scare revisited, only now we've got little creatures that have the strength move past our ears' defenses and do God knows what before they wrap around the cerebral cortex. So, Rathacon. Another vote for Seti Eels. Uh, Mike? Yeah, you know, once again, the Seti Eels, they, they were kind of cool, but I never thought, they didn't really scare me. And, you know, when they were crawling along and crawling in the ear, once again, my reaction was kind of like, well, that's not that bad a special effect. I mean, it's better than the Star Trek TV show special effects, but it didn't really didn't really do a, a lot. But that shot in The Exorcist 3, it, I actually really like The Exorcist 3 a lot. And it's not a movie with a lot of scares. It's a much more kind of talky psychological horror. And and th it, that was the just kind of like holy shit moment in that movie. And, uh, you know, really the only big jump in, in what is a very different kind of horror movie and uh, it came out of nowhere, and it was a visually chilling scene. Um, just this, this beautifully framed, very quick uh, cut. Um, I thought it was fantastic, so Exorcist 3. 
uh, vote for The Exorcist 3, and uh, Paul? I really can't describe it any better than Mike did. It was out of nowhere, and it just looked terrific. Um, in a in a mental horror movie, this was this was the thing that got you leaping out of your seat. So the Exorcist, uh, vote for the Exorcist. But Khan Khan takes the win. Uh, Seti Alpha Eels are moving on, and uh, we're on to our next fight. It is uh, Roger. This one is yours. It is the corner guy at the very end of the Blair Witch. The, you, you, they're in the basement, and the the last shot that you really see before they, they do other stuff, is a guy standing in a corner, and then it stops, versus another very good scare. It's an internet prank. It's, what's wrong with this picture? And I would almost, uh, and that one that one's good. So, versus what's wrong with this picture? Roger, go ahead. I, I loved Blair Witch. I thought that was a great moment. The thing about the internet prank is it brings it right to you. I've fallen for that twice now. I was hit both times. I screeched like a little girl both times. Once at work, not happy about that. That that internet thing is horrible and hilarious. So that's got to go. Internet prank. A vote for what's wrong with this picture, Jared. Um, the uh, what's wrong with this picture um, was difficult for me to uh, locate. Um, I was uh, saying, oh, it's an internet prank. I can find this. Um, there is a shit ton of them. So I'm guessing that this is a, a vote to see if we could just vote all of them as the best scare possible. I really don't want to do that to the human condition. I'd rather vote for the Blair Witch Project. Um, so I'm going to go with Blair Witch. Uh, vote for Blair Witch. Mike? You know, there's... I've heard the stories that some of those embedded in that scary image in the pixels is some sort of mystical glyph that actually can invoke a possession in someone who sees it. Um, so that might be some real freaky mojo going on. But I have to vote for the corner guy in Blair Witch for a very personal reason, and I'm glad I got to go before you, Damon, on this one because I, I think you may remember this. We saw Blair Witch in Chicago uh, the year we went to the Chicago, one of the years we went to the Chicago Comic Con. Um, we went downtown. It was a whole long story, uh, but we videotaped a lot that year. And I actually recently came across the videotape and was watching part of it and just stuck in the middle of it is that shot that we recreated in our hotel room with Damon standing in the corner but you're very clearly laughing. And I didn't even remember this scene until we were, I was fast forwarding through the tape. And that's it. Just like a couple of seconds of that. And then back to just recording of the con. And it was actually one of the funniest things I've seen recently. So I'm voting for it for that reason. Uh, vote for the Blair witch, Paul. Well, you, you know, I just, I can't stand the internet forward stuff. So yeah, definitely Blair witch. Another vote for Blair Witch. Um, and see, Mike Mike doesn't remember the best part of that story. Um, we recreated it then, but before we also recreated it right after we saw the movie. Well, I did, because I ran up like six flights of stairs to get to the hotel room before them, turned off all the lights, stood in the corner, and waited for them to come in. I actually freaked myself out a little bit doing it. 
and and then we recreated it later. But I did that twice. Uh, but I'm still gonna vote for what's wrong with this picture because <laughs> what's wrong with this picture is a fucked up thing to, to try and do. And now when you look it up, every one of them says what's wrong with this picture scare. And that's actually a little disappointing. You can't actually get anybody with it anymore. But I'm going to go with that. And Corner Guy is taking the win. And we're moving on to our last fight of the first round. This one is yours, Jared. It's another Karen pick. It's another unknown. It's the blood testing in the thing versus your cat or dog pouncing on your feet in the middle of the night. Oh, Jared. Jared isn't there. Let's try and call him back. Is everybody else there? Did I lose everyone? Ha-ha. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Did I scare the shit out of you? You did. You scared the shit out of me, Jared. <laughs> All right. Um, did you hear? Adorable. Did you hear what? what I said? No. Okay. It is blood testing from the thing versus Karen's pick, which is uh, a cat or a dog pouncing on your feet in the middle of the night, like in the dark. Ah. Okay, yeah. Oh, man, Karen's got these adorable pigs. They're really, really cute. But you know what? My my pets have always been a little uh, too well-behaved for that. So I've never really had that kind of experience. It's really stuck with me at any point in my life. But what has stuck with me is Kurt Russell doing his best Ray Schreider impression of coming over and chum some of this shit, trying to calm down a bunch of motherfuckers tied to some chairs, and then stinging blood with a hot needle right when everybody's given up on the process. And then the monster reveals itself. So I'm going to go with the thing. Uh, vote for the thing. Mike. Yeah, pretty much what Jared said. Um, this this really was the, uh, the the biggest scare in the thing, more so than the defibrillator scene. Um, I tossed that one in because this one, I think, had already gone out. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, and it's, again, it's not, a, it's not something horrifying. It's, it's, blood jumping in the air um but at that moment you know exactly what it means and it scares the shit out of you so, the thing. another vote for the blood testing in the thing paul you know i the other thing i don't think made it past this round so i think it deserves to to, to move on a little bit um you know plus the dog you know Dogs aren't scary. The thing. Uh, vote for the thing. The you dog are, and the thing is scary. The dog and the thing is scary. Uh, you're right, and 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 your personal dog, generally speaking, is not scary. But you you or cat, you walk into your house middle of the night. It's dark. It's quiet. Nothing's moving, and you just saw a horror film, or you you you're sneaking in. What whatever whatever reason you're there in the dark, not turning on any lights, and then all of a sudden across your feet. Holy shit, what the fuck is... Oh, God, it's just the pet. And, and and that scares the shit out of you. But, I am gonna go with the blood testing and the thing. Uh, it is a freaky-ass scene. Uh, Roger, is it a clean sweep? But it has to be. I mean, if it's not scary enough for you that the blood jumps, the fact that you're forced at the end of a flamethrower to be tied to two other men up in an Arctic wasteland, that's scary right there. So, yeah, the thing. And blood testing takes the win, and we are, uh, well, at the end of the first round. We'll be back right after this. I am William Castle, 
the director of the motion picture you're about to see, I feel obligated to warn you that some of the sensations, some of the physical reactions which the actors on the screen will feel will also be experienced for the first time in motion picture history by certain members of this audience. I say certain members because well, some people are more sensitive to these mysterious electronic impulses than others. These uh, unfortunate, sensitive people will at times feel a strange, tingling sensation. Others will feel it less strongly. But don't be alarmed, you can protect yourself. At any time you are conscious of a tingling sensation, you may obtain immediate relief by screaming. Don't be embarrassed about opening your mouth and letting rip with all you've got, because the person in the seat right next to you will probably be screaming too. And remember this, a scream at the right time may save your life. Doing what we do every week, coming at you with a little geek cred. Uh, the geek cred inventor, Jared Formby, is with us. Jared, what is your geek cred? Oh, my geek cred is that uh, I uh, contribute very heavily to geek fights, and uh, I also uh, contribute many unknowns um, to the brackets, and uh, those unknowns are defeated constantly in the first round. And in this particular episode, all of my picks have gotten through, and that's my geek cred. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. Mr. Paul Kowalski, what's your geek cred, sir? Uh, geek cred is mostly years of study of horror movies and uh, comic book lore, uh, the occasional dabbling into science fiction, and uh, geek fights itself. So uh, I think I'm a rather well-rounded geek representative. Thank you very much, Paul. And Roger, the de- default, <laughs> default grand prize winner, of the contest that failed uh, a while ago. Roger, this is your first time on the show. What is your geek cred, sir? Oh, let's see. My geek cred is the ability to absorb almost all of pop culture through the internet without actually being able to experience it directly. But more importantly, the ability to argue passionately about things that simply don't matter. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's geek cred. That, that, that is very much geek cred. Fits very well on the geek fights. <laughs> and what imagery. <laughs> well, nobody else gets to see this picture of him. It's just not <laughs> see this. But anyway, let's jump back into our fights. Mike, this one is yours. It is the alien chestburster versus a possessed Linda Blair. Wow. For me, this is like the, the, the battle of the titans right here in round two. I mean, this this would be a a final round matchup uh, on my personal list. Um, I love Alien as a movie more. Uh, you know, I saw it when I was a child, so that stuff really genuinely scares me. Uh, but The Exorcist, now, I was raised Catholic. Now, I, I a lot of people don't, or a lot of people will say that I'm not a Catholic now, I don't know what I believe. I don't even think I believe in the devil. But when I watch that movie, I kind of do. And I'm a little bit afraid. And I start to think, 
maybe I should lead a better life. So, <laughs> because it somehow reaches into some inbred Catholicism that I thought was gone and makes me genuinely scared of the devil and want to do good, uh, I have to give it to the exorcist just because it it's somehow more fucked up, at least for me. A vote for the exorcist. Paul? Well, I think... Uh... Again, I think the slow build of The Exorcist had a lot, a lot better aspect to it because uh, you, you really weren't expecting exactly how horrific that was going to be with a small child. Uh, with Alien, you know, it almost was more typical monster movie type fare. It was definitely unexpected, but I think the the childhood aspect really puts Exorcist over the top. A uh, vote for The Exorcist. Um, yeah, she was 12, though. She's not a little, little kid. She's, you know, a mini kid. Well, not even a mini kid. She's like a, a mini adult. Uh, so I don't find that to be that much big of a scare. I mean, it's fucked up. But the alien chestburster, when you're watching it, it's one of those like, wait, what's going on? What's wrong with that guy? Is he going to be okay? Is he going to, holy shit, oh my god, oh my god. And even when they redo the alien chestburster scene in Spaceballs, it still gets a scare out of me. Even though there's the funny nut again and it goes dancing off, but it's still a really visceral, fucked up scene. So I'm going to go with alien chestburster. Roger? The, the alien chestburster was definitely scary, but like the other said, that that possessed Linda Blair with the build-up, and then it's not just a jump-out-at-you scare, but it's this long, disturbing look-at-me scare. Definitely Exorcist. Uh, vote for The Exorcist and Jared. Uh, golly, Mike's description of The Exorcist was scarier than that The Exorcist was for me. <laughs> um, I'm actually feeling like uh, I need to lead a better life because of what Mike said about The Exorcist. Um, and my first experience with Alien was actually through Mad Magazine because I, you know, had never seen the film because it was for grown-ups. Horror movies were for grown-ups, but I read the Mad Mad Magazine parody of it, which uh, was basically the whole movie as seen from underneath your popcorn bucket. So I kind of knew what was going to happen, but even knowing the chestburster still exceeded my expectations and did scare the shit out of me. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Alien, even though I hope Mike's okay. A vote for the Alien chestburster. But Possessed Linda Blair is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Paul, this one is yours. It is Get Down Here and Jump Some of This Shit versus The Clown from Poltergeist. Well, Jaws will always trump Poltergeist as far as my favorite films goes, but you know, Jaws always had almost more of an action, you know, drama bent to it than Poltergeist did. Poltergeist was scared. And that clown coming out from under that bed and you know, dragging the kid under that's, I mean, that's what a scare is. Much, much more so than something jumping out and, and like going right back under the water with like a quick quip about we better get another boat, you know? So 
uh, I think the clown clown trumps the shark. Uh, vote for the clown. Um, I am not. I'm not scared of clowns. I know lots and lots of people who are scared of clowns in particular. Um, but this scene right here, if I w- if I was too young when I saw it, which I wasn't, I saw it as a kid, but I didn't really watch it. It was HBO. I remember seeing it like that, but uh, it was on all the time on HBO. <laughs> like, I, that, but that's how I remember watching it with a bunch of other family members. I remember leaving the room when it got too scary for me and uh, coming back in. So it never it never really had that effect on me. But but the clown, that clown fucking thing, just ah, I just watched it like three weeks ago. It's fucked up. When when you think about your your childhood toy being underneath your bed trying to kill you, kill you and eat you, that's fucked up. I'm voting for the clown, Roger. Yep. Not not only that, but the clown has that awful moment where he goes to look under the bed first, and you want it to be there. You're expecting the jump there. So when he sits up and you see it behind him before he sees it behind him, that is awful. Got to be the clown. Another vote for the clown. Jared. Man, I, I got to go with the clown, too. It's just that that is some insanity. It really is. Another vote for the clown. And Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yes, it is. And it's, it pains me in a small way to, to do this because I do love Jaws. And I think as a movie, I like Jaws more than Poltergeist. Um, but uh, are, how are we doing on time? <laughs> what? I, I noticed something interesting here. And this, is, this is one of the reasons why I'm going to vote for it. So I first looked at this one. Wow, it's Spielberg versus kind of Spielberg-esque. And then I remembered that, well, yeah, because Poltergeist was not directed by Spielberg. It was directed by Toby Hooper. Um, now Spielberg was directing E.T. at that time, right? Yes. E.T. came out the same year, right? Yes. Didn't Star Trek II come out the same year? That'd be 1982. And that, was that the same year as E.T.? Yeah. 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 And, uh, the thing came out that year also. You're right. So... How much of 1982 is represented on this list right now, which is a bizarre coincidence? And I'm voting for uh, Poltergeist 1982. for, that, for <laughs> 1982. <laughs> a vote for the clown and weird 1982 logic, but there is a shit ton of 1982 on this one. And uh, the clown moves on. We're on to our next fight. It is the T-800. Keep on coming in, in the Terminator. Versus uh, being behind Winkies and fucked up shit happening, I'm still going with the T-800, because that's still fucked up to me. Uh, Roger? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Terminator for the same reason as before. I just wasn't expecting it to keep coming. Another vote for the Terminator. Jared? Oh, man. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I got to go with Mulholland Drive on this, because... I saw that as a grown person, and I leapt out of my chair. That was a fantastic scare. It's so well developed, and it's a self-contained scare. You can actually go to YouTube and you can like just uh, Google up that scare, um, and you can just watch that scare. I mean, it's independent from the rest of the film. I mean, I mean, you can watch the whole film if you want to, but you'll never see those characters again. They just exist to build that totally awesome scare, and I highly recommend everyone do it. 
Mulholland Drive. Uh, vote for Mulholland Drive. Uh, Mike. Uh, you know, I might uh, go ahead and do that, you know, after this, but since I haven't seen Mulholland Drive and I haven't seen The Terminator, I will vote for the T-800. Uh, vote for the T-800 and Paul. You know, I like the T-800. I think it was a good moment, but I think Mulholland sort of out-creeps The Terminator, so I'll go with Mulholland Drive. Uh, Vote for Mulholland Drive, but The Terminator is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Roger, this one is yours. It's Bob, or Killer Bob, being in uh, Laura's room in Twin Peaks versus the inside-out chimp from The Fly. Ooh, um... I gotta go with Killer Bob and Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks was just scarier overall. I mean, you know, if we were talking about Jeff Goldblum having sex and watching that, yeah, that was pretty disturbing. But as far as scenes, I'm gonna go with Twin Peaks. Uh, vote for Twin Peaks, Jared. Ah, these are two of my picks. Uh, David Cronenberg, David Lynch. Where do you go? David Lynch went down last time, so David Lynch is gonna go through this time. So I'm voting for Twin Peaks. <laughs> vote for Twin Peaks. <laughs> Mike. Uh, this this is a, a, a tough one. Um, and, you know, it, it. I feel like The Fly should move on. I feel like Cronenberg, uh, for horror, you know, should move on. The Fly, it's even a remake. But, uh, so it's got more geek cred, but shit. Bob still just scared me. Like I said last time, when you see that fucking guy tonight when I'm going to bed. So it's true. Uh, it's <laughs> that's you know I actually on, on repeat viewings do look away when that shot comes on. I really haven't watched it again since the first time. Is that oh, crazy long haired, freaky white haired guy is going to come in and possess me and start killing people? So. It's got like that extra creepy level too because it's like Laura's mom is you know she we went and checked out Laura's room and didn't see him. And then later she remembers she did. It's like, what the fuck? I love it. Yeah, I'm getting scared again right now. So definitely Bob. Another vote for Bob. Paul. Well, uh, similar to the last matchup, it's it's creep factor. And Bob is infinitely creepier than, you know, the, the chimp in the telepod. But even better for Bob is that it was completely unintentional. And they actually just happened when that scene started, they just happened to catch him in that mirror in a shot of the mirror where he was uh, doing his prop master thing, uh, saying they're giving cues or something. So they took that and made Arnold Palmer's out of lemonade with that scene. It was awesome. Bob. Uh, another vote for Bob. And, um, the inside out chimp is a is a decent scare in the fly. I, I will not deny it. But I think there are actually better scares in the fly. Like, why the fuck was she still with him? That still scares the shit out of me to this day. Oh wait, she wasn't still with him. I've been wanting to tell you that for a long time. She takes his ear off and she's still there. That's I love because you. she comes back around because she's scared for her friend, not because she's still with him. Okay, whatever. I'm not scared. Mike, Mike is my best friend in the whole fucking world. If I were to, like, shake his hand and, then like, touch his head and his ear comes off, done. It's over with. And then he starts puking on shit, like, I dissolve it and then eat it. Sorry, Mike. I'm done. Friendship over. I'm not... I'm not. Davis did leave after that scene. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Then he comes her later. Yeah, still crazy shit. Mike would come back and get you. You're such a quitter, Damon. 
I, I'm, I'm still voting for Bob, and Bob moves on through in a clean sweep. We are on to I, I still think it was fly pheromones in because he fucked the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. On to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. It's the shower scene from Psycho versus the sloth guy being alive. Wow. Um, golly, this is this is tough because, you know, of course, you know, Psycho Psycho is such a huge, huge scene, but it's also, you know, one of the biggest spoiled scenes out there. So, I mean, how much of the scare is actually there? Um, man, I got to go with the one from Seven just because it was live and it was in front of me and it was new. And uh, I love I love Hitchcock and I also love David Fincher, at least in Seven. I love David Fincher for Seven, so I'm going to go with Seven. Uh, vote for Seven. Mike? I, I'm going to vote for, for Psycho, and even though I, I honestly probably, I, I do like Seven more as a movie than Psycho. It, it's a little bit more my style of movie. And that scare was was really tremendous for me. Uh, I'm still going to vote for Psycho. This is kind of the the iconic vote. Um, I, this is something I would have been ambivalent about earlier, but uh Earlier this evening, there was a, a TV show on that had Stephen King talking about horror and horror movies, and in in that they recap the the big guns. I mean, basically all of the great movements in in horror throughout uh, film, and this was one of the key scenes. I mean, this is this is always part of the discussion. So for for iconic value, I'm giving it to Psycho. Uh, vote for Psycho, Paul. Well, on the basis of, uh, from what I understand, Janet Lee never took a shower again for the rest of her life after filming that scene. Uh, and, and if you can affect somebody's life pattern of hygiene and cleanliness that way, I think Psycho needs to, needs to go on. Another vote for Psycho. Um, the Psycho scene is iconic. It is. And then... Uh, it, it, it's and you know the chocolate syrup down the drain, all that fun stuff. Um, the sloth scene is a great scare. It comes out of nowhere. There uh, are there any other scares in that film? I, I'm gonna go with two, maybe. Like when you realize that he's in the hallway and they start chasing him. Like like there's literally two scares in the whole entire movie. And the sloth guy being alive is one of the biggest of all time. It fucks with everybody because you think he's dead. As a matter of fact, that's your favorite thing to do. You've never seen Seven? Come on, I'll watch it with you. And then that scene starts to happen, and you just kind of slowly turn and just watch your friend watch that movie. <laughs> and then that happens, and they jump the fuck out of the seat. You're like, oh, yeah, I never saw that coming. It was great. So I, I've got to vote for the sloth guy being alive in Seven. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Roger. Oh, oh this is tough. Um, see, I'm. When I when I go to my backup, my internet logic. If you look at Wikipedia on Psycho, they have almost a page of text on that shower scene, which is ridiculous. But it didn't scare me as much as Seven. It didn't, and maybe it's because I knew it was coming. I don't know, but that scene in Seven was awful for me. So as far as scares, 
I gotta give it a seven. And the sloth guy is still alive in this fight. And he's moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the castration scene from Hard Candy versus Large Marge. Hmm. Uh, well, even though castration is scary, um, I will give it to, to Large Marge because I saw that movie. Uh, vote for Large Marge. Paul. Uh, see, now you're getting really along with scare as well as what sort of stays with you. Yeah, the startle factor on Marge was was something severe, although when you break it down, she was like a blown up California raisin. That's that that was the startle factor at large Marge. <laughs> Hard candy, um suddenly finding yourself being castrated, I don't know what's too much scarier than that. So uh I, I say hard candy and uh you know uh, an, an evil middle schooler from Slarge March. A vote for castration. I love just saying a vote for castration. Um, I, I, I can now watch Large March and I enjoy it greatly. I enjoy I still feel that, that, that scare from my childhood. It's still there. Um, I, I, I watched uh, Hard Candy a long time ago and then I watched it again recently. And, um, that is truly one of the most fucked up things in the world because he thinks he's gonna, she's gonna kill him or whatever, and then she knocks him. He tries to get away, and then she knocks him out, and he wakes up and he's on a table, and she's got his, her hand on his cock. You can't see it, but she's icing down his balls, and then she takes a knife and she pokes it. Can you feel that? He's like ah, and he jumps, and you're like holy shit, and she's like oh, I need to ice him down some more. And, and and it's a like a 15-minute scene of her talking about how she's going to castrate him and him trying to talk her out of castrating him. And then she does it. And then she shows him his testicles. I'm sorry. That is the scariest thing in the world to me. If you're going to castrate, you might as well kill me. I, I don't want to see it. So uh, I'm going to go with the castration scene in Hard Candy. Roger? Oh, that is a that is a strong argument, but as someone who used to be a choir boy, you got to remember: if you get castrated, you get this thing that nice falsetto. No, um, castration is scary. Yeah, but Large Marge, I didn't see her again, so I can't I can't go with that. Large Marge, I'm with you. I was that age, and that was such a perfect jump that I'm gonna stick with that for. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Jared. Which one takes the win? Wow, this is kind of interesting. Um, I, I actually, you know, I haven't seen Hard Candy, but I actually have no problem throwing my vote to that direction because of the way that um, Damon just described the whole thing. I think that that's, uh, uh, I was scared listening to him. I think that. Uh, I'm still scared after uh, David has completed the story and uh, actually did witness some of Ellen Page, you know, standing over him and doing this discussion. You know, I didn't get as much of the scene as Damon gave me. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, let's go with Ellen Page. Or candy, without even having seen it. And castration gets the win. 
Oh, goodness gracious. How many more times am I going to say that? <laughs> Castration is on to the next round. We are on to our next fight. Paul, this one is yours. It is E.T. meets Elliot, or Elliot meets E.T., versus Seti Alpha Eels. Well, you know, I as much as I admire Khan and that entire the suspense of that scene, as soon as he started fishing around in the like little desert terrarium with the barbecue tongs, I think you sort of knew where that was going. E.T. scared the shit out of you. Whether you were, you know, 3, 4, 5, 10, 13, I mean, that was a scare. So, as benevolent as he ended up, I think E.T. definitely defeats the, the earworms of Seti Alpha 6. A vote for Elliot meets E.T. Um, it's funny because that's, up until that scene, and actually, that scene right there, you could you could take the beginning of E.T. right up until that scare and make a horror film. You could literally do that because that scare is like that. It's like, ah! And then E.T. kills Elliot. And then, and then he goes on a killing spree. You could, you could go there, and it logically fits. Well, not really, but it still kind of fits, and it scares the shit out of me. And um, I had nightmares about it. I've told people about the E.T. poster in my room that I just stared at and cried myself to sleep looking at because E.T. scared the shit out of me. So I've got to go with Elliot meeting E.T. Uh, Roger. It's funny you mentioned that in the original script of E.T., it really was a horror movie. You don't want to know what he did with the glowing finger in that cut. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with E.T. this time, because that was a better scare overall. Uh, vote for E.T. Uh, Jared. Uh, well, I mean, it was it was scary when, I mean, that, that sound that E.T. makes when, uh, when the flashlight hits him and we're seeing E.T. for the first time, and he's got his... Uh, head elongated which is something he doesn't typically do um and that's our first presentation of him yeah it's it's, it's super super freaky but um i think the scare in the the wrath of khan is those little things crawling up the skin and then closer and then a tongue whipping out of it and then you're cringing and then it's going up there and yeah it's going in there and then james corner drops in that music and uh, I'm going to go with the Wrath of Khan. Actually, Jared, you just described my prominence. <laughs> a vote for Wrath of Khan. <laughs> uh, and Mike. Uh, you know, I will go uh, in a straight-up fight. E.T. does not have ears, so the SETI worms would have no effect, and he could uh, squash them with his big finger. E.T. <laughs> You do that once once every fight. Uh, a vote for E.T., and E.T. takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Uh, it is the corner guy at the end of Blair Witch versus blood testing from the thing. Um, I've had way more fun with the corner guy because I've been the corner guy. I've been the corner guy several times. Every now and again, I'll just do it because it's fucking funny. But it was terrifying. Well, it's funny for me being the corner guy. If you walk into the room and just see somebody standing in a corner, it's fucked up. So I'm going to vote for a corner guy. <laughs> Roger? If I walk into a room and see someone standing in a corner, I'm 
might not go right to Blair, which I might go to. Is he peeing in the corner of my house? So, uh, what was the other option? The blood testing from the oh, thing. Blood testing of the thing, definitely. <laughs> uh, Jared. One of my favorite things about the, the Blair Witch Project was that when it came out, everybody was convinced it had really happened. And that was an interesting aspect of the hype of that movie, but I was also spoiled from that because I'd seen it at Sundance at a world premiere and actually brought out Heather Donahue and the rest of the cast. They all talked about what had happened and how the movie got made. So it was like, oh yeah, that was a really cool movie. And then it came out and it was like this, this phenomenon. And then I was, no, that was totally fake guys. You know? And, uh, yeah, that, that corner guy is like the the big scare in that. And it's a really well done scare. And I love that movie. I love how it's constructed. Um, but uh, I kind of love the thing a little more, so I'm going to go with the blood in the thing. Blood testing in the thing. Mike? As, as much as I would like to hear you continually refer to yourself as the corner guy, because uh, it just sounds strangely dirty, and I don't know why, uh, I'm going to vote for the thing because the corner guy was the scariest part of a movie that I didn't think was particularly scary. And uh, the blood was the scariest part of a really, really scary movie. Another vote for the thing. And Paul. Well, I, th- I did like the corner guy. However, it was the sort the the pace of the scene was such that it wasn't a so much a oh my god as it was a oh no. And I think the blood test in the thing was more of an oh my god. So, blood test beats corner guy. Uh, vote for the blood testing, and the blood testing moves on. Uh, we are on to our next fight. Roger, this one is yours. It's for a spot in the final four. It's Possessed Linda Blair versus the clown from uh, <laughs> Poltergeist. Oh, wow. Um, God, that's not good. Um... You know, straight scare, I'm going to stick with the clown. That clown that clown fed on so many childhood fears of one of your toys doing something it's not supposed to do in the middle of an already totally screwed up movie. So I'm going to stay with the clown on that. Uh, vote for the clown. Jared. Uh, I agree with Roger. I think that, uh, you know, as far as a straight up scare, um, this one certainly qualifies. And, you know, just as Roger was saying, I also had a strange mistrust for my own toys. You know, I never quite understood why I didn't trust my toys until I saw that scene and kind of put it in perspective. Oh, of course, that's what I always assumed my toy was going to do. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Poltergeist and the Clown. And I do think that it's about time the Exorcist started offering up a specific scare because Linda Blair is rocking too much of this list without getting specific with a scare. Uh, vote for the clown, Mike. Um, I am I am going to uh, continue to vote for the Exorcist. Um, because she was the scare. But there's one other little thing that that, that scares me about her in that movie, and uh, at least the character, not Lindsay the character. There is a a kind of a urban legend that the um the tape that they play of the actual speaking in tongues was from a real exorcism and when i watch the movie now and i see that 
that actually does scare me because just part of me goes, that part might be real. That's scary. Uh, vote for the exorcist, Paul. Well, I, I sort of ascribe to the fact that a lot of what's being imparted to the exorcist is the entirety of Linda Blair's performance. And how much of that is Linda Blair? How much of that is the voice? I, I, I don't think there's so much of a scare there as, as opposed to where the clown, again, that, that's scary. Linda Blair is more of like a sustained level of, again, creepy and dread and whatever else. As far as pure scare, clown dragging you under the bed takes every time. Uh, vote for the clown. And I, too, will be voting for the clown because it, it, it actually combines two things. It's the monster under the bed, which everybody was scared of as a kid. And, and oh, and the monster in the closet is in that movie, too. Uh, but, uh, monster under the bed, monster in the closet, and your toy's fucking, like, coming after you. Matter of fact, I'm looking at you, Yoda, right now. That's right. You better stay where the fuck you are, buddy. He's staring back at me. But I'm voting for the clown. <laughs> and the clown is into the final four. We are on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is the T-800 versus Killer Bob. Um, the T-800 scene, of course, is, is fantastic. But this Bob scene, and you know what is strange about this scene is that I remember it one way, how I watched it. And I've rewatched Twin Peaks since, and I've not seen it the way I imagined it in my own mind. When I think back on it, I'm like, that's how it looked. It's like, no, it looks this other way. It's like, wait a minute. So what I'm wondering is, I know there's like a like a rogue cut of, of the Twin Peaks pilot that was put out as a movie, and I'm thinking that there might be an alternate take on that whole Bob scene that's in that cut. I'd like to find that cut and confirm this. But in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and go with Bob anyway, because it is fucking scary. Uh, vote for Bob. Mike. Um, I think... Uh, I, I actually do have that cut. I'll... Uh... I'll, I'll send it to you. But I don't think that's what happened. I think what happened is when you saw it the first time, what you saw was that creepy fucker coming out of the TV into your room. And that's what you remember, not what was on the TV, because that's what happened when I saw it. And that's what's going to happen tonight. Bob. <laughs> Another vote for Bob. Paul. Uh, again, you got, uh, you got, you know, something semi-unexpected, which was the T-800, you think. Terminator is more of an action movie. Bob is creepy. Bob is scary. And that guy crawling out from behind the couch, you just don't expect. Uh, the the unstoppable killing machine being unstoppable, that's kind of expected. I, I gotta give it to Bob. Another vote for Bob. Uh, yeah. Like the T hundred hundred scare is pretty scary, but Bob is fucked up. I think that's that's what what's going to be my thing for best scare. Is it fucked up? And Bob is fucked up. Uh, Roger, is it a clean sweep? Yeah, it's a clean sweep. I think you guys covered it all. It goes to Bob. 
and Killer Bob is into the final four. Uh, Mike, this next fight is yours. It is the Sloth Guy from Seven versus Castration in Hard Candy. Mm, I will uh, stick with the Sloth Guy. Um, one, I, I mean, Castration as, a, as an abstract concept is quite a scare. But since I haven't seen the movie, I don't know of the specific scare. And uh, and pretty much everything everybody said about the Sloth Guy scene still applies. Uh, another uh, vote for the Sloth Guy. Uh, Paul? Well, again, you're talking about Sloth Guy and otherwise dreading something. Yeah, castrations are really... You would dread castration. It's bad. Uh, it's bad. That's probably the worst thing ever. Castration, yeah, it's bad. Uh, understatement of the year. But as far as a scare, that guy leaping up on the tethered to the bed and writhing around, having chewed off his lip, etc. That's scary. Uh, so I say seven sort of trumps uh, Ellen Page on that one. Uh, vote for Sloth Guy. Yeah, it, it, he does. And, and, and he doesn't jump. That's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, he jumps so high. No, he moves. He doesn't move a lot. He moves very little. He coughs. And he and he kind of and he just shakes a little bit. It's not very much movement, but it's so much movement. It's so much more than you were expecting out of the dead body that was on the on the bed that it fucks you up hardcore. So I've got to go with the sloth guy in seven. Uh, Roger. Yeah, I think uh, I think all of that applies. Not to mention, I think a certain amount of whether or not something scares you, or at least scares me, is whether or not I'm sympathetic to the main character. Um, and just like my problems with uh, paranormal activity, which I like, but I couldn't, I just couldn't get into this guy being an idiot. Uh, everything I've read about Hard Candy, it kind of sounds like he put himself in a bad place, and I don't know how sympathetic I would be to that character. Whereas the swamp guy, these guys are doing their job, and he just Kind of, yes, he doesn't jump. You're absolutely right, but you don't need a dead guy to jump. He doesn't have to go far to scare you. So, sloth guy. Uh, vote for the sloth guy from seven. And Jared, is it a clean sweep? Oh man, this is one of my favorite things about seven is is the fact that after people have seen it and they go to tell somebody else about it, they always tell it wrong. It's like seven plays in this way where um, people like remember it completely different than it actually happened. And not only do they say the guy jumped up, they also say that, you know, they saw the, you know, him, like, you know, have sex with a woman with a knife. You know, they'll remember all these things that weren't in the movie. And it's always amazing to me that Seven pulled that off. But what I'm actually going to do to decide my vote is I'm going to use um, uh, what Damon said about showing the sloth scene to somebody. Would Damon do the same thing showing somebody hard candy? Like, turn and watch their reaction. I'm going to say no, so I'm going to go with seven. Uh, vote for seven. And yeah, it's a 20-minute scene. It's really hard to watch somebody for 20 minutes. Plus, but you could turn your head for 20 minutes slowly, right? Yeah, real slowly. But it's an engaging scene, too. It's actually very hard to look away from while you're watching it. So, uh, yeah, but seven. Moving into the final four. And, Paul, for the last spot in the final four, we've got E.T. Meet and Elliot versus Blood Testing in the Thing. Hmm. 
I I have a lot of loyalty to Thing. I think it's one of my all-time favorite horror movies ever. But I don't know if any of the scares in the Thing ever really reach the level of the scare in E.T. I mean, the Thing basically keeps you dialed in at about a 7 or an 8 the entire time with the tension level. E.T. I don't think ever does that. So whereas the thing jumps from an 8 to a 10, E.T. sort of has you at about a a 4.5, and then it jumps to 8 or 9 with that jumping out of the closet sequence. So as far as pure scare goes, in the battle of the aliens, I have to go with E.T. Vote for E.T. Wow. Yeah. Can't vote for E.T. here. And it's in the cornfield. Uh, and it is terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying to me. Still to this day, I still have that with me. Uh, but E.T. really, generally speaking, is not a scary movie. There's a couple scenes that are that are freaky. And you're like, whoa. And then, you know, you're, you're crying when he's all, like, shit, you know, old shit white. You know what I'm talking about? Like, when your dog shits in the backyard and gets that white fuzz. That's exactly <laughs> what E.T. looks like. I mean, that movie. I've always thought that. So, uh, you know, that, that 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 aside, blood testing the thing is fucking freaky, so I'm going. And, like I said, it's fucked up. And that's that's the thing. I'm, I'm going with fucked up. Blood testing the thing gets a vote for me. Roger? Yep, I'm, I'm also going to stick with the thing. That was, that was the most tense scene, watching them do that. And it was it was awful to watch, which is why I enjoy it. So, the thing. Uh, vote for the thing. Jared? Oh, wow. Man, I, I love that moment in the thing. I really do. I have to go for it now. And since um, they were both in 1982, that's really not a factor. Uh, vote for blood testing from the thing. And Mike? Uh, I will go uh, with uh, with the thing also. Uh, because back in 1982, I saw E.T. and I was only scared a little. I saw the thing and I was scared a lot. And blood testing from the thing moves on into the final four. We've got the clown versus Killer Bob and the sloth guy in seven versus blood testing from the thing. And I get to go first on this one. The clown versus Bob. Um, as a child, I have never had a toy. That was bigger than my hand. I, I, for whatever reason, I didn't get those 12 inch and the big ones, and I don't have, never had big stuffed animals. And that scene is why. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I didn't ever want to have a toy that was big enough to pull me under the fucking bed. Uh, so, you always wanted to maintain advantage? Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to throw it across the room if I had to. So I'm going with the, the clown. That gets a vote from me. Roger? Yeah, that, uh, that, I'm the same way. I didn't have a lot of big toys. I remember distinctly somebody gave me, as a present, right before that movie came out, a stuffed clown that they made by hand, and my mom threw it away without me knowing about it because she had seen that movie that she could not bear that thing being in the house. So it's got to go to the clown. Another vote for the clown. Jared. Okay. Uh, the, the clown is definitely a, a very big scare. I mean, it's, it's a terrific scare. I mean, it's gotten this far and, and all, but 
I really got to throw down for Bob right now because this this character, this Bob thing, this this figment, this imagination, or whatever it was, um, he comes with. Sometimes he comes with a really intense strobe light, like an intense lighting effect that can already ignite, like God, the the, the your skin crawls, the little hairs stand up. Uh, he comes with a sound design at times that would give the exorcist a run for its money. And and I don't know that Twin Peaks could ever like win like a, a geek fight about, you know, like best detective show or anything you could possibly imagine. But if Twin Peaks can tr- contribute anything to a geek fight's canon, I think that Bob as best scare would be a definite, definite contender. And I think that it should go forward because it's incredibly unique and it's incredibly hip and it's fucking scary. A uh, vote for Bob. Mike. What the fuck kind of horrible relationship did you people have with your toys? I wasn't scared of my toys. My toys were my friend. I, did, did you break your toys? Were you mean to your toys? What? I, I'm sorry. I just don't get it. I, I was not scared of toys. Um, but, you know, Bob reminded me of those creepy janitors at the school that I was scared of. <laughs> and, uh, he's got a jean jacket on. <laughs> I'm serious. That long, that long gray hair, that creepy look. Dude, there's a janitor where I work that's basically Bob with shorter hair. Um, and, uh, you know, I almost don't want to vote for him because I have this weird feeling that if he moves forward, if he gains victory, that'll be the foothold he needs to come out of his dimension into ours the way he went into the Twin Peaks world. It's like saying Candyman three times. But the fact that I could possibly even think that as a small possibility just proves how scary that was. Another vote for Bob. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Paul. Which one takes the win? Well, as as visceral as the response that some people have about creepy clowns, um, Bob again, I think Bob just sort of transcended all of that. Bob was his own. Bob was his own man. You didn't have a a character, an entity like that. I don't think uh, anywhere, much less on network television, where you had Thank this you. villain that was. I mean, he was completely around a bend, and everybody just embraced him, at least for the first season, and then the series shit itself later. But still, on the basis of the first season of Twin Peaks, uh, hey, before before uh, Leland Palmer bashed his head into the bars and the jail cell, skull, uh, the jail cell window, uh, yeah, Bob will take out a clown uh, any day of the week and twice on Sunday. So, Bob to the final two. And that is exactly right. Bob is in the final two. And Mike, see, you didn't have a problem with, with toys as a kid because they didn't start making horror movies about toys until the time when I was a kid. You were already like 13 oh, and bullshit. past toys. They've been making horror movies about toys forever. Yeah. There's a Twilight Zone about... Uh, a Twilight about Zone. And that movie <laughs> magic. And the Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys. Oh, Puppet Master, that fucks me up too. <laughs> and, and you've got all those strapped onto the iPod Touch on your walker, eh, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
because he's old. Anyway, <laughs> Bob is in the final two. Roger, this fight is yours. It is Sloth and Seven versus Blood Testing from the Thing. Ooh, um, you know, the, the Sloth and Seven is delightful. It's disturbing, but it doesn't carry the weight of that scene in the thing. That scene in the thing is such a culmination of the paranoia and tension they have been dealing with up till that point, and it all culminates in this horrible little squealing sound when blood jumps out of the dish. Yeah, the thing definitely takes that. Uh, vote for the thing. Jared? Uh, I, I gotta build on what Roger's been, been saying. I mean, it's true that the paranoia, the culmination, the blood leaps out, and then the scare keeps coming because the blood that was taken from that dude, well, that dude now has to react as the creature, and they're all tied to him. And he is expanding, contracting, making a horrible sound, and becoming something else, and these guys can't get away from it. <laughs> they're tied to it. Yeah, the thing, for days. Uh, for days, vote from Jared for the thing. Mike. Yep, I'm going to have to agree with all of this. The uh, the scare in 7, while great, was a shock. The scare in the thing was a full-on scare. And, and like Jared said, it just it keeps coming. And it, it's creepy. And, you know, it just it just kind of that even quick reminder that uh, in, in this particular story, it, it could be anybody. And it is, it is not, not just it can't be anybody. It is somebody. Yes. Another vote for the thing. Uh, Paul. I'll go with the thing as well. I, it was an, it's a unique level of tension that it maintains throughout the entire film. And that final blood test, um, you know, just was almost a capper to that because it just sort of sent everything into havoc after that point. Um, the thing is, it's a, the thing is its own thing, and it it elevates itself beyond both the the original thing from another world. And I honestly think it exceeds the original story, uh, which I, I actually had the benefit of reading very recently. Who goes there? And it's all about that claustrophobic feeling and the lack of trust, and that blood test really just that's the distillation of the entire movie. So. It, that that's going to beat any any guy chained to a bed. Another vote for the thing, and I will be uh, Mr. Spite vote. I will throw a spite vote to Sloth. Fuck you guys and fuck the thing. That's all I'm saying right now. <laughs> thing lovers. Uh, in the final, we have Killer Bob from Twin Peaks versus Blood Testing from the Thing. And uh, hey, I wrote Jared's name, so Jared, you get to go first on this one. Oh, wow. I, I didn't see this coming, actually. Uh, I really thought that the exorcist was going to be here by now. Uh, so, let's see here. I love both of these things. Uh, I picked both of these things, but then, like, I guess the, the thing got picked twice. This particular scene got picked twice. So then I resubmitted with the, with the chimp from the fly. So, I mean, these are two two big scares that are very near and dear to my heart 
and um, I don't know who else nominated the blood splatter, but uh, but yay, we have the same taste. Um, uh, let's see here. God, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and 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 say that the thing, the blood scene is so fantastic. I love that movie. I love that thing going on as we've described it. And I don't know that the thing, the climax of that movie ever, ever beats that blood testing scene. That blood testing scene is such a great, great moment that is never eclipsed by what happens after. And there's still a lot of the thing to watch after you see that scene. So I guess I'm going to have to go with, um, with Bob. Because that motherfucker built on that first scare, and he came back later with um, with Ronette coming out of the coma, and that train scene—I can't even believe that was on national national television in the early '90s. I mean, I think that he might have single-handedly invented cable or the need for cable shows because it has become this this. Oh my gosh! I'm just letting you all know that this Bob guy. He, he is super creepy. If you haven't seen him, you need to watch him now. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and digress and just cast it at Twin Peaks and Bob. A vote for Bob. Mike. Through the darkness of future's past, the magician longs to see one chance out between two worlds. Fire walk with me. And that's the invocation for Bob. Oh, <laughs> vote shit. for Bob. Uh, skip it all the way down to Roger. Uh, you know, I watched Twin Peaks when it was on, and I remember being freaked out by Bob. I also remember watching the second season, where I spent a lot of time wondering why I was still watching Twin Peaks and waiting for the good stuff to come back. And the thing. That never happened. The thing was just... Wait till the prequel. Well, I don't have to watch the prequel. I heard there were Star Wars prequels. I didn't see those. Oh, I wish that was true. Um, but the thing, the thing, it had the scare. It had Wilford Brimley teaching us about diabetes. It's just there's so much there. You, you can't walk away from that. I've got to stay with the thing. Uh, vote for the thing. Um, I am going to vote for the thing, too, because of Wilford Brimley and diabetes. Diabetes. No, actually, the thing scene is, is really cool. It, and uh, Bob is creepy. Bob is scary. But Bob doesn't fuck me up as much as it does Mike. So I'm going with the thing. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Paul. Which is the best scare this time around? Wow. A lot of weight placed on my shoulders with this one. Um, the the earlier argument does appeal to me, though, and a sort of same sort of thing that I was thinking is that Bob, the character of Bob just goes above and beyond anything that was ever seen on television at that point. And yeah, you can 
you can dismiss the second season as being direct, and it sort of was. It got soap opera and then got hiatus and then everything else. But that, the, the medium itself, you did not expect to see anything like Bob. You had not seen anything like Bob, and you didn't see anything like Bob probably until the last several years or so when you got shows like Dexter and Oz and uh, Breaking Bad, just these these incredibly creepy, realistic things that just, they gra- these characters that just grab you by the throat. Um, so based on the unexpected nature of him, where you found him, yeah, I think Bob is a lot scarier than a blood test. I'll vote for Killer Bob. And Killer Bob from Twin Peaks is the winner. It is the best scare. And and it's Bob being in the room being the best scare. Not just Bob himself. It's actually the moment that you see him there. It grew beyond that. I know. I'm just I'm just saying. We all remember it differently, don't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, check out BacklotD.com for new movie news and lots of contests. For all your DVD needs, check out DVDGeeks.tv. Need Star Trek? Who doesn't? Look no further than Subspace Communique and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with the Geek Fights Tumblr. And uh, Brian Townsend is out there. Listen to him. Tomorrow. Yeah, this is Monday. Well, usually it's Monday. It's Monday. Tomorrow is Tuesday. That means new Into the Batcave with Brian Townsend and myself where we do audio commentaries on Batman the Animated Series. And, of course, Mr. Jared Formby for the pimped-out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anyone have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Paul. I will try and redeem myself for my last plug effort and just give a tip of my hat to the uh, five to four winning Detroit Tigers this evening. Thank you for dating us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, they deserve it. Damn it! Yeah, this episode hits. Now is recorded on our show for all posterity. It, it, this it, this comes out on the seventeenth. My grandfather. Well, then delete it. No. Have, here, here, exit. Um. You know, nothing to plug other than Geek Fights itself. Listen to it, record it, iPod it. Rock and roll! That's a weird one, but if they're listening to it, rec- record it. How do they record it? Anyway, Jared. <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, anything I, I want to plug? Uh, I guess I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and uh, plug the, the Thing prequel, which is uh, coming out, which uh, I happen to uh, be in. Um, you'll see me running in the background and, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Are you actually in the new thing prequel? No. Okay. Just checking. Cause I know you are it. I'm cutting the no. <laughs> <laughs> you are in other movies in the background. I'm not going to name names and name which movies. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, that's true. So it, it, there is a possibility that was happening. That would have been pretty sweet. But I, I'm wondering, how is that movie going to end? That's uh, what I want to know. Everybody listening helicopter now Helicopter chasing a sled dog. How that's what I'm saying, that? right? That's, that's where it's going to end up for us to be happy because we're nerds. 
Oh, yeah. That's fine. And Roger. What's... Um, let's see. I was going to use this time to plug my now defunct dangerouslylowongrog.com where most of my Greek cred lies, but instead I feel responsible to point out that those who are in the Michigan area should find a way to make it to the Dexter production of Evil Dead the Musical, which I have nothing to do. I just want to see it succeed. Uh, vote for Evil Dead. It was really good. I saw it last year. <laughs> did David just say a vote for the Evil Dead musical? Yes, I did. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I did. I'll change my vote to the Evil Dead musical. There we go. <laughs> uh, oh, and let's see. The 14th, was, which was Friday, a couple of days ago, that was the opening of the thing. It was the number one movie in America. See, I'm just jinxing it. Because <laughs> we don't know when the fuck it's coming out. But today is also my uh, grandfather's birthday, uh, October 17th. Even though he's dead, I wouldn't know Jared. I wouldn't know, uh, This show wouldn't probably exist the way it is without without it. So, hi, hi Grandpa. Hi, dead Grandpa. Uh, Mike? Uh, you can find me on the Zod Complex podcast where we talk about comic books and on the Week in Geek video show. Uh, on YouTube, both of which you can find at ZodComplex.com. Uh, you can find us at GeekFights.net, where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, and more. Uh, unless, of course, we all grow white hair overnight and go out and start killing people tomorrow. Because nice. we invoke the spirit of Bob. <laughs> nice. At least one of us is possessed. Uh, don't forget oh wait don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom network or like us on Facebook if you'd like to be on the panel just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter uh, that's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks our upcoming fights are let's see next week worst fear Ah, that's going to be fun uh, we, we've started building the list, and there's some pretty good stuff on there. And then after that will be Best Horror Flick. Uh, that'll be a fun one, unless it isn't. And, and actually, my worst fear is Best Horror Flick, because we've got Michael and Alan on the same episode again. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be fun. Do I have to be on that one? Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, you say it like you're not going to instigate it and make it even longer. That's why it's my worst fear. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, wait, we, we should have another, there should be another episode on Wednesday or Thursday this week, because we have enough ep extra episodes for that, unless we lose them, which hopefully uh, we won't. Content just falls out of your guys' noses. Yeah, actually, this month, if you're lucky, this month, uh, four We've got our con episodes, four we, episodes. We will have a total of 16 episodes of content this month when you include Into the Batcave. Because Into the Batcave comes on every Tuesday and Thursday. Every Monday there's going to be an episode, and probably every Wednesday there's going to be an episode. I so. can't write you guys enough checks. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's my birthday month, so for my birthday, uh, which is Thursday... Uh, write Damon some checks. Yeah, write me some checks. But no, that, that's what we're doing. My birthday month... Well, no, it just it kind of happened that way. But my birthday month, we're, we're doing a shit ton of episodes. It's going to be great. Most All for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, half of them, half of the geek fights are recorded at the con, so they they go horribly awry. Oh, yeah, they do. 
but sure. uh, it's still a lot of fun, and uh, we probably warped some some young minds because a lot of children participated that are too young to listen to this show. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, I, so, I, how many times have you listened to any of them? How, how many times they say, "Seriously, your kid cannot listen to our show." I, I have not. Uh, I have not finished it yet. Okay. But anyway, until next time, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Probably never. Why? Because <laughs> so many people hate Galactica. All like, the reason. It's become a Galactica. On this show, it's a Galactica hate fest. Outside of like me and Mike and you. Is that is that true? Yeah. If no, go back Jill, to Jill loves Galactica. Oh, Jill likes it. Okay oh, yeah. then. I'm fucking we, Switzerland when it comes to Galactica. We could find five people who who really dig the show. Even the even people who may not like the ending still like the show. Yeah, I, I still love the people who claim that the ending made no sense. Like it didn't, it didn't follow the show. It's like it did. If you were watching the same show, you were just watching a different show. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, like no. in, in episode four, where she says, "I am an angel, and you are an instrument of God," and everyone just thinks he's crazy. But then it turns <laughs> out, no, she was an angel, and he was an instrument of God. <laughs> and they told you in like the fifth episode, and nobody, nobody saw it. I didn't. And that's why at the ending it's kind of like, okay, you got me on that one. Yeah. So and that's it. Basically, it's uh, that that's what what Galactic. It, I think it's how well you respond to to like a good prank being pulled on you. If you're someone <laughs> who who gets pissed off because you you just walked right into something, then you don't like Galactica. But if you like go, okay, that was a good one. You got me there. If you're that kind of person. <laughs> that appreciates, you know, what it takes to sucker someone like that, I think you like Galactica more. Because, yeah, he spelled it out, and the whole time we're like, no, no, he's crazy. There's no angels. This is a science fiction show. It's on Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> There's no Jeebus on Sci-Fi. Well, see, no, it's on Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel. That should have been your first sign that it wasn't a science yeah. fiction show. <laughs> that, means that, that means that this is a horror story. <laughs> right. At best. Most likely fantasy. Well, it's like Lucy and I kind of got into the argument about Warehouse 13. It's like, yeah. Warehouse 13 is not science fiction. That's fantasy. Yeah, it's fantasy. Now, Eureka is science fiction, and they may exist in the same universe. And uh, what do you call that? Alphas is science fiction. Yeah, Did I don't just, watch that. You don't watch it or you don't like it? I don't watch it. I mean, I didn't dislike it. I just got like three episodes behind and decided not to try to catch up. It's a good show. I enjoy it. Several people have told me that, but it's just one of those, I'm not going to try and catch up. Now, I actually have the Spiner one recorded. Well, you can't watch that one. Just erase it. Well, I can watch it and just <laughs> decide whether or not I like him on it.
Well, it, well, he's, he does a very good job, but the show is nonsensical at that point if you haven't watched the rest. Wait, which one? Is this Eureka or is this... Uh, Alphas. Alphas, oh. The, the Monday night of, hey, we're all in the same universe. And it's like, really? They are? And all because Eureka went back to 1947. Had they not done that, they wouldn't be in the same universe. Sorry. I'm a Eureka geek. I, I follow Will Wheaton on Twitter, so I get all his Eureka shit flying through my feed. Yeah, I don't, um... You don't I, Twitter? I do. Oh, I, you do? I occasionally. I, I, well, I, I will tweet his geek fights. Like, earlier today, I was like, uh, how much porn is too much porn? And then I was like, <laughs> it was a trick question. No, There's no such thing as too much porn. Because it's true. Roger, you're being quiet. I am. Any particular reason why? I'm absorbing. Okay. He's asking what, what himself happened? why he decided to be on this show. No, no, no. Again. I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. This is a very... There's an intimidation here. You, you guys... You guys are into this stuff. <laughs> there are those of us who are just on the outskirts looking in. Yeah. <laughs> I got news for you. If you're on this show, you're in. <laughs> you're in. 